Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 11, well, 1,197, November 22nd, 2023, 60 degrees on this day in 2012, and six below on this day in 1880. And just for your knowledge, tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day, the record would be 55 degrees in 1905. Hail the flashlight, King. And now, Although from I don't the mayor's know. office above the boathouse on the east shore of Thanksgiving in with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the, the Krabby Coffee day. Shop, the fourth Thursday of the month, right. and of course, the rookie. Here is your is flashlight, the fourth Thursday of the month, commissioner, sure. and the keeper of common sense. I look at my watch. You <laughs> <know. laughs> Joe Sushi. 2.30. 2.30. <laughs> We're joined by Bill Walsh, who's Director of Communications for the Center of the American Experiment, the only think tank in the state of Minnesota that uh, delves into actual common sense. And, Bill, you are here to uh, to present the uh, 2023 Turkey of the Year Award. The Golden Turkey. The Golden Turkey. For the the worst, wasteful, silliest, dumbest spending— uh, from a government uh, agency in the state. Could be the state, could be the county, could be city. Do we have uh, music for we, we do, but may I ask how the selection process, you know, because with the Heisman Trophy, we know who votes and whatnot. How, how do you narrow it down and pick one? Well, we started uh, about six weeks ago. We take, we take, we're very open to the public, so we took uh, nominations from the public sure, sure. for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, got some great, uh, by the way, every year, every year doesn't fail. People nominate Tim Walls. Tim Walls. And we try to explain it's not really a person. Right. It's it a could project. Be right. yeah, in his case. It could be, yeah. yeah. But every year, he gets the most nominations from the public. It's, we, can't, we can't avoid it. Um, so we took nominations, and there's a committee. There's a committee, uh, of course, you know, like any good awards uh, thing. And so we narrow it down to four. Uh, the committee picks the four, and then we put it up for a vote. And it's been up for a month. People have been voting on it. We've had thousands of people vote on it. I'm seeing a rather large table with some uh, officious chairs. Maybe Kraft Food Service has got a little chairs table there. Chairs can't be officious. They can't be official no. chairs. I'm sorry. Did I say officious? Yeah. Official, yeah. Uh, very, very yeah. grand chairs. This is what happens when you try to use but, a bleep yeah, that word. The thing yeah. is, yeah. the Kraft Food Service table behind, I see mm-hmm. some really mm-hmm. good stuff for the committee. Bill, what we learned off the air is this is the fifth award. Correct. And who won it this year? Could we have a fanfare of some sort? Cutting right to the chase. We're going to go right to the winner? Yes. You don't want to build up for the winner. I want the winner. The state office building uh, won the Golden Turkey for 2023. complete scam. Yep. A complete scam. Unneeded to start with. Uh, Well, absolutely. And Really, for two reasons, in my opinion. One, because it's a boondoggle, just right. like other government boondoggles. But two, the way they funded it, the way they avoided a vote on the floor of the Senate or the House, because they are ashamed of this project. Right. And you see that. And the and the the way they funded it caused it to be way more expensive than it should have. Because mm-hmm. the full faith and credit of the state government is not behind this project. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the interest rate on the loans is through the roof. And they went to a bank outstate. Well, they had to. you, you got to put it out for an RFP. It's very yeah. unusual financing. We've done it one other time. Mm-hmm. The Senate office building, oh, for which they course. also were ashamed of and funded this way. But that one was $90 million. How right. long ago this was that? That wasn't... 2014, 2015. Wow. What are the previous four winners? Who are the previous So let me see if I remember. Winners. The first winner was the, the Walls Morgue. 
Uh, I remember oh, governor, governor, the fruit uh, factory. Yeah. Bix, right? Was he, he it the Bix? He was trying to scare Minnesotans so much that he thought if I buy a morgue, that'll scare them. And right. we're going to have thousands of bodies in that morgue, and it, it could be me. Mm-hmm. So buying the morgue, and then it first thankfully completely unnecessary right he says he sold it at a profit we we dispute that they 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 put money into it and carried it for a year and a half then sold it at a loss all right uh, that was the one uh might not go in order here a rest stop in on 35w a 35 going up to a gold plated rest stop i mean brazilian teak wood they spent seven and a half million dollars to build a rest stop I remember wow. you should stop on your way up to duluth sometime it's I, gorgeous I want to. where is it um just north you of like pine city this. pine yeah. city i'm sure this came you know, up on the show yeah yeah, not quite halfway to Duluth, uh, right. just off on your right as you're headed north. Well, I can hold Gorgeous. it that long, that's where I'm stopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brazilian teak wood, you know. Uh, I wonder marble. why. Just, I mean, who who was behind such just, folly? It, it, as all these projects, they get out of control when you're spending other people's money. Right. I mean, if you were building a rest stop for a business, you wouldn't you wouldn't do it this way, but they got out of control. Uh, let's see. Another a transit projects do very well in the Golden well, Turkey. i got to think they there do, was a, Billy. Yeah. There was a bus stop in Newport. That no buses ever go to. Right. Still to this day, no oh. buses have gotten to it. Because okay. that that's stop? the one right below, off the bridge. Yeah, right uh, under the uh, Lafayette yes, Bridge. Yes, I yeah. see it all the time going to Tenucci. Oh, bridge. Sorry, there's nobody. It's a it's a parking ride. Yeah, but the buses don't come there. Yeah, and it's empty. <laughs> it's con- it's gorgeous. I've said that to my wife. I said nobody comes here. There's no cars here ever. It's too crowded. It's too crowded. Nobody, nobody goes, goes there, there, there Yogi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, feeding our future one last year. That's that was a uh, that was easy. I mean, it, it just it rode away with it. Um, you know, three hundred fifty, four hundred million. Who knows what the total cost that's going to be when they're all done? Right. Uh, so they won. Um, I'm forgetting one. Well, we have in our we we have a first uh, first ever Hall of Fame member of the Golden Turkey Lifetime Achievement Award to the right. Southwest Light Rail oh, that's Transit permanent, Project. Isn't it? I mean, it gets nominated every year. It could yeah. win every uh, every year. So. Um, that thing's in the Hall of Fame now, where it, where it belongs. You know, what else I learned talking to you off air is that the award itself, well, a couple of things on the award. Uh, the center of the American experiment so far only has a beautiful poster of the golden turkey. Yep. Uh, and, that, and that you need a trophy. And if we have to have a fundraiser, I'm in. I'll, I got five bucks to create the actual golden turkey because it should sit on. And the other thing I learned is... This goes to the recipient. This doesn't go to the member of the public who, who might have been the final draw of the hat that won the award. This, for example, this year's Golden Turkey Award, who should it go to? Well, this year, yeah. uh, it would be the Speaker of the House. Melissa Hortman. Melissa Hortman. And, um, and she should display that turkey on her desk. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know that she would, but um, she, she should. There'd be, there should be shame. I don't there, know if there absolutely. is shame, but there, there should be shame. What's funny, too, we, about the Feeding Our Future is on the, I think it was almost the anniversary, Walls tweeted out about how uh, they announced $5 million in new funding to address... Food insecurity because the food shelves are bare, basically. Right. And I thought, might want to hold that one back, Gov. <laughs> There's not enough shame. You're right. There isn't. There's none. You guys have yep. fun at the uh, Center of the American Experiment. I read a Bill Glahn story about the new state office building that apparently will have a balcony. Yes. A balcony That's that nice. the public cannot access. No, no, no. It's for the... 
It's for the House members to lord over their yes. subjects as yeah. they look Cigar, down upon scotch, the lawn. <laughs> They'll wave. Yeah. Is there a spot for the public to genuflect then uh, below the balcony? Uh, I don't know. They should be. You know, it's envy. The Capitol has a balcony. And in the right. renovation of the Capitol, they renovated the balcony. For years, nobody went out there because the pigeons were winning the, right. the, oh. <laughs> daily. I think and they've done better on pigeons. But the, they call it the loggia, which is, you know, an architectural term, right. I guess. And so everyone gets excited a couple times a year at the Capitol because the old loggia is open. The loggia is open. Everybody right. runs outside and enjoys it. So I can just see the speaker, the majority leader, saying, we got to have our own loggia. And we're not going to just open it every couple, oh. couple, couple, twice a year. But it's just going to be for us to look out. They'll be able to look at Over the, the loggia from, the, from the, the two balconies. We'll be able to look at each other. It's truly incredible. The task of picking this waste of money is you, you're not short of subjects. No. And, You're not short of subjects. And, you know, every year we, we try to pick a small one, too, because it's really not about the dollar amount, although the, the voting public hasn't figured that out because Brett, this year's one of the nominees is a flying squirrel research. Right. It's only 186 grand. Right. Oh, it's just $186,000 yeah. up at the University of Minnesota Duluth. But, you know, <laughs> that could turn into a flying, inst- flying squirrel institute, you know. Well, wait till you introduce yeah, you know. diversity, inclusion, and equity to it. Yeah, That'll well. That'll really drive up the diversity cost. Diversity in flying squirrels. Right. They wrote that. in the narrative, we have a flying squirrel research gap in Minnesota. That's right. You thought we had an achievement gap wow. in school. We have a flying squirrel <laughs> research, research gap? gap. That's in the Did narrative. Did not know that. Yeah. Well, that's we don't why know you spend 186000 yes. to find that out. We don't know enough about why they're heading further north. The, the, they, have a, they have a theory, though. You've probably heard it before. It's called no, climate like to, change. Oh, oh really? Sure. Okay. You sure. know the people yeah. that really control life in America are grant writers. Yeah. They really pull the strings. Somebody it's, somebody came up with the idea that we have a research gap in flying squirrels. Yep. Yeah. And they got 186 yep. grand. Mm-hmm. That'll employ, what, three people? And yeah, a couple of graduate do students. Something. Yeah. Yep. That's just, just truly amazing. America. Oh, it's a hell of a country <laughs> as we approach Thanksgiving. We have much to be thankful for. Uh, yes. uh, Billy, I can't thank you enough. Uh, you, you guys do great work. Center of the American Experiment. Dot org. You got to yep. check out their website, the newsletter. You bring in guests and new content every day. We, new got, content we got smart people day. writing every day. Yeah. Did you hear this show the other day when Joe was talking about the office building? About the remind me of the email that, that broke down the square foot that cost. Was Bill Glenn's story. Yeah. It was Bill's yeah. story. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was an emailer, but no. base. I thought we had an emailer that said, "I can't believe that they're getting away with the square footage amount." Yeah. Oh yeah, I did have an email to, in that uh, to that end where uh, some builders weighed in and said, "This is this doesn't make any sense." Ridiculous. Foot, foot, all these projects. One of the other nominees is the governor's mansion uh, re- remodel. The money and again, pit. the HVAC. You know, the, the remodeling, the cost per the HVAC, everyone's scratching their head going, what what kind of building needs that much in HVAC costs? Only government buildings do this. You just call Welter. Yeah, you call right. At the center, you guys, your eyes had to get as big as saucers when you learned that the initial plan was to stick walls out on Sunfish Lake in a beautiful, a beautiful rental, yeah. uh, which was just absurd on the face of it, yeah. just absurd. And they, they, uh, I don't know, they must have felt some shame because they backed off that. Well, they got saved by the U of M uh, right. a vacancy. That was a smart move, and they got lucky. They had a backup plan to Which to I have it. a question about. Don't, don't the taxpayers of Minnesota already own that house? Sure, sure. Then why is, why is Walls paying rent? Well, one government agency to another. You know, we got to balance the books. You know, states. You know, the governor's office has got its own budget. U of M's got its own budget. So we gotta, we gotta have a transaction. Isn't that amazing? <laughs>
And there's probably a tax <laughs> associated with that well, transaction. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> hold up you the, can't make uh, it up. Hold up the award again, Bill. So okay. we're on YouTube oh, right now. Up here. All right. Yeah, well, there it is. We will get, next year we do this, we'll have a trophy. We I have promise. to. And we'll that should be the trophy. trophy. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. We, we did the artwork on it. we got to yeah. make it, we gotta it looks make it good. Real. It looks we good. Gotta, we got to bring it to life. And we'll then you engrave the names each year. Yeah, we do a plaque. Yep. And it's like the Masters. You see the guy engraving yeah, we'll, the name we'll of the winner while he's on the AD pole. And you have the have the little guy in the back room. He's he's scrolling the name on there, inscribing the name. Yep. I love the work you guys do. It's just uh, it's terribly important I, I, uh, to think that in this state we've come so far left that uh, I, I run into people who say we're going to turn around, but I'm not seeing it yet. I'm more optimistic. Yeah, I think you are. The, the, the politics will follow, and when they do, we have the research and the writing and the and the new legislation, if that's what it takes. Uh, we're ready to go if, if the politics – I should say when the politics turn around. I'll we'll, say we'll this. Be there. I'll say this also. Um, the fact that you had a very successful give to the max day yeah. proves that people want to fund you yes. so you can continue to do this research and bring it out to the public where it might not be picked up by the locals. Yeah, we were very encouraged by that. We look at small donor uh, d- donations as a sign that the grassroots is excited and they're 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 looking for that, that you know that are supporting our work. Right. We had one hundred fifty eight thousand uh, dollar give to the Max Day. Wonderful. Uh, that's that's oh, wow. that's darn good. And there's a yeah. match in there too, but but uh, great support. Yeah. Uh, and hope that's good good sign for our year and and we'll be back next year. Wonderful. It's the center of the American Experiment org. Great newsletter. Uh, great guests brought in. Uh, I would uh, touch, well, I do personally touch base with that website every day. I recommend it to everybody. And the uh, Golden uh, Turkey of the Year Award has gone to the Minnesota State Office Building. Thank you, Bill Walsh. Thank you very much. Thanksgiving time here, and if I got a great idea for you, it's called Sound Store. I've been talking about it, and it is hot, and it's brand new. They've got a Black Friday discount that I'll talk to you about, but the holidays are here. You're going to be sitting around at Thanksgiving, having fun, talking to everybody, grandma, aunties, grandchildren, but nobody's saving this stuff. A great way to save it is to have it professionally done by Sound Story. Sound Story is a professionally produced hour-long conversation in which one of your loved ones is interviewed by our choice of one of our professional interviews. I hope you pick me. It's a conversation that includes their experiences from childhood, schools, career, how they met. You get the message. With Sound Story, you or your loved one's voices and their stories are saved for your family forever. And since it's Black Friday this week, Sound Story is a special Black Friday discount. 10% off gift cards at mysoundstory.com. Enter promo code flashlight now through Friday. You're going to be able to listen to a podcast interview with your grandparents, your mom. You get the whole deal. It's a gift you never will regret giving, but it's a gift that everyone in your family will love. Go to mysoundstory.com, enter promo code FLASHLIGHT to get this Black Friday week special of 10% off a gift certificate for Sound Story. That's promo code FLASHLIGHT, mysoundstory.com. Sound Story, for you, for them, forever. Hey, everybody, it's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes 
Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to Factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Here we go. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Brands for the kiddos. Moon Motorsports has them right now. Moon has an amazing selection of Polaris youth-sized ATVs and side-by-sides. Best savings of the season right now. Uh, You love riding the trails, but you know what? The kids love riding the trails even more than you. You know what I love? I love echo on my voice. Reverb. It's cool. And right now is the best time to get uh, these kids, their own ATV to enjoy the trails this year. You want to see a kid freak out? Sneak an ATV under the Christmas tree and then watch the kid burst into tears, tears of joy. And for those of you with a long list of power sport enthusiasts to shop for Moon Motorsports, the Black Friday bingo event is a play-to-save event with savings up to 30% of your favorite accessories and apparel brands. But there's a lot of gear available, and you need to do some investigative work at moonmotorsports.com before you get there. We're talking KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, Skidoo, a short jaunt from the Twin Cities in Monticello and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Say, uh, in the Crick versus Creek controversy, there, there really isn't a controversy because I'm sophisticated and well-spoken. <laughs> I will use the word Creek, but I will not complain at the use of the word crick. Okay. Uh, and, okay, uh, uh, and, Professor and, Buzzkill, thank you. <laughs> no, Aaron has a good point. The difference between a crick and a creek is whether there's a tire in it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's not bad. Billy Stein wishes us Thanksgiving uh, happiness from up in uh, Aiken. He's talking about the uh, turkeys that are wild now on the streets of Aiken, and they're getting mowed down. And... Uh, all of us lard lake people wish you and your families a blessed and peaceful Thanksgiving. Uh, Bert, sometimes known as Willard Anger, has a good point. In the uh, in the Department of Man Changes shirt in Wyoming, he nominates airports and roads are busy during the holidays. Uh, he's right. And th- what's interesting about that is it would only be news if they weren't busy during the holidays. There you go. The fact that the airport is busy right now Not news. is is to be expected. Right. And uh, let's see. Uh, more proof that Minneapolis has become a complete bleep hole. <laughs> Commercial mortgage delinquencies are two to three times the next cities around the country. Minneapolis is beating Chicago, San Francisco, Philadelphia, New York, etc. Someone needs to explain why this is bad to the city council 
Thank God I moved up north. Happy Thanksgiving, Jeff. I happen to know who Jeff is, and he knows his. He, this is the business is in. He is in. He would know this. That's a dreadful, dreadful situation if uh, commercial mortgage delinquency delinquencies are are more than other cities. And the key to this is him noting that you need to explain this to these Marxists. They don't have any idea what this means. They don't know what it means. They don't care. They've never been in business. They've never faced delinquencies on anything. And all this is going to do is ultimately punish property taxes. Pass the buck. Property taxpayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's a good thing we have an $18 billion surplus every year. No, you don't. That's gone. Oh, <laughs> whoops. That's that's uh, that's gone. And I have, uh, I have the obit that Kenny was so happy about yesterday. And damn it, it didn't print. I'm sorry. Her name was Lorelei, and it was a was a funny, uh, was a funny. Uh, it was a good oh, one. Well, huh? well, here, Kenny, I'm holding it up. There I, you look go. At, there my intentions is. were great. Look at that. There they are. You know. <laughs> sorry. Are we just about done? Sorry, that didn't print. And more on the percentage of stolen cars. What's the new percentage? <laughs> it's You're worse with- than you think. Okay. Dear Joe, first of all, 4.6 of vehicles being stolen in a year in Minneapolis is bad enough. It is outrageously high. And as we all know, most of these are repeat offenders. Oh, that's a foghorn. If, if that's a foghornable word, he writes, if you ask me. So the solution to this crime epidemic is obvious, but that was a per car figure. The number quoted by the gentleman previously of 22% correctly discredited was a percentage of households, not cars. So it's worse than that. Let's assume that a typical household has two cars, probably not far from the truth. Also, let's assume that if 4.6% of cars are stolen, which which is itself an approximation since some cars are stolen twice... That means that 95.4% of cars are not stolen in a year. I won't, I won't bore you with the math, but this means that the typical household with two cars has a 92.16% chance, uh, 8.9% of households... <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. ...have at Why? least one of their cars stolen per year... This is a bit more than 4.6% times 2, which is 9.2%. Because someone, What in the hell are you talking about? Because some, are, because some <laughs> unfortunate families have both their cars stolen or have the same car stolen twice. So here's, here's where he's going. So we're talking right around 10% of <laughs> families. Jesus, Around Joe. 10% of families with two cars... Having a car stolen each year. But it's even worse. Oh, is it? This means means that the typical family of two, the the typical family of two with two cars. Yeah, a husband and wife that have two cars. Has a better than even money chance of having at least one of their cars stolen one or more times after nine years have passed. How did this? How did this? This start? is from uh, Mitchell. How did this whole rookie? 
you don't have to act like you care. This, this is no, here's no, what no, happened. No, I'm saying who, who asked Joe, wait, this question to be It came up in an email from Joe, a couple of days ago. And who you wrote that? Paying attention. Who wrote that last email? Mitchell, Get the name. Mitchell in St. Cloud. Mitchell in St. Cloud has a buddy, relative, friend, also a GLer. They're sitting in the garage last oh. night, night before, going, you know what? <laughs> be fun to get a, an email read on GL. Let's throw together a whole bunch of bullshit, put it on paper, send it to Suchi yes. boy, see if he bites and it's gets it read. And have it oh, kind of make sense hard. from a math yeah. perspective, but if, completely screw him up. Okay, Mitchell, if he reads your email, I will buy you a six-pack. Yep. You're on. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> what kind do you want? Joe, you're funny. Boy, am I dumb. <laughs> Remember how dumb I used to be? Yes. You're better now? I still am. Oh. <laughs> now to be serious. Oh. The finalists have been revealed, six finalists, for the new state flag, which is also oh the... Oh, my God. I'm not done. Which is also the state <laughs> seal. And uh, all six feature in one capacity or another... A star. That, that's the common uh, thread between the six finalists is a star of some sort. Okay. They're all benign. And uh, they say nothing. I'm not being facetious. They say nothing. Uh, a, another common theme is green and blue, I suppose, to suggest water and trees. Water but and forest. they're generic logos is what yeah. they are. But here's the deep thoughts that occurred to me. The, the fear of one of these, nom, the fear of one of these proposed flags being actually meaningful is palpable. The, the fear of, of, of standing out and, and coming up with excellence is palpable. There's there was there's no effort here to be distinctive. There's there's no effort to be uh, to express pride. Mm -hmm. There's because these people have been so beaten down now. Uh, the people meaning Minnesotans that apparently the Minnesotans who wish to take part in this, they've all uh, subscribed to the Kool Aid. They've all taken that prescription, and they're afraid to express. Anything, anything resounding, because they're fear, they're, they fear that that would be judgmental. They fear that they'd be crossing some diversity line or equity line or inclusive line. So they come up with absolutely nothing. Do you know what it looks like when all six are put together or displayed at the same time as you've seen in some photos? It almost appears as though you're walking into an event for the World Cup. Yeah, they're, they're, Where there's just such a bunch of bland soccer teams, they're, right? It they're, doesn't, they're just benign. They yeah. could be the state flag of anything. Anything. Yes. Yeah, it reminds me of a soccer team. That's exactly what I thought of when I saw those. And, and so what we're witnessing is this, this cultural de decline, this cultural decay, which now will permeate even... Even the uh, state seal of Minnesota, which used to show the fellow with his plow with some tools at his side, including a musket and a shovel or whatever. And then in the distance, an Indian is riding by on his horse. Well, what was great about that flag, it was open for interpretation. 
It was something that would make you think you'd look at it. It stuck out. You could tell it was Minnesota's state flag. We used to have state flags around the country that were like that and identifiable. Uh, Think of the uh, don't tread on me flag. That one immediately comes to mind. You know exactly what was on that flag. All of these new flags, including Minnesota's, are just generic, stupid, AI-created logos. It's garbage. And, And they reflect the fear to be meaningful they reflect a fear to be distinctive distinctive separate from everybody else one of a kind they they fear all of that how do you know the indian in the background of the state seal that we're going to abandon how do you know a how do you know he wasn't a buddy of the guy who was farming B, how do you know he wasn't saying, look at that sap tilling the soil on a summer day. I'm out for a ride on my horse. You just hit on something that I've been thinking about, our flag, since the 80s. I was standing outside a business, downtown Minneapolis, early 80s, watching a car burn to the ground. Native American comes up to me and says, crazy white man's world. And then he shuffled off. And ever (laughs) since that, every time I look at the flag, I think of that Native American that said, Oh, crazy white man's world. <laughs> I, I don't want the flag or seal to be changed. No. I don't either, but I don't want Native Americans to be omitted. This is yeah, this, this omits Minnesota. Every, this omits individuality. It omits, <laughs> it, it, it omits everything. People. It, it says, omits everything. Yeah. Nothing. Because the fear is palpable. Is there a way we can stop this commission from this insanity? If these bunch of morons said, here's what it's down to. Where's the loon? Matthew, Yo. you know what they've proposed. What? We're actually thinking about and discussing. It's in committee already. We're going to paint the state capitol. Yep. Red. We're painting it red. <laughs> no, I'm serious. We're a, we're we absolutely have... serious. It's already in discussion. We're going to paint the state capitol um, because white represents what? What, what does white represent? Privilege. privilege. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm a little upset that my my submission was not taken under consideration. What was that? That was the pawn store burning down of the weekend after George oh, Floyd. Mm. I thought that was very been a nice touch. Have you ever seen the picture of Johnny Cash giving the camera the finger? Yes, yes. That that's mine. That's my. <laughs> that's Kenny's state flag. <laughs> yeah. We have something called the State Emblems Redesign Commission. Oh. And it will be up to them to determine. Oh, that staff. Right. <laughs> and uh, again, I, I just. I lament the uh, I lament the eagerness with which these so-called leaders are willing to abandon any history, and and they think they think nothing of it. If you had to pick one, do you have a favorite of any of them? No, don't even ask that question. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm sorry, They're but, all, they but, all stink. Why don't you just everybody calm down and let me try to get through this? Because you won't talk. Because we're talking. Spin it out. Come on, Homer. The committee was looking for various qualities in flag design submissions, but here, here, what, here's what they were looking for. Simplicity and recognizability. The flag should be so simple that a child can draw it from memory and can be easily recognizable from a distance. It should be a flag that Minnesotans can proudly identify with. Well, I'm a native, lifelong Minnesotan, and I cannot... I, I identify with any of these. 
Who decided that? Who said that? I Who just put got that done down? telling you. Why did they? Why do they have the power to say because that to us? Because they have. We have a state emblems redesign commission. And did we vote for these uh, no, these people? No, Thank no. you. <laughs> also, uh, what they were looking for was distinctive colors. They wanted to utilize a color palette that represents the state effectively, less the blue, green, and white, which we're seeing. Uh, okay, while red and yellow can symbolize its vitality, limit the number of colors on the flag to three or four. All right. They wanted an enduring appeal while honoring the state's history, which none of the flags do. The flag design should also represent Minnesota's enduring values and aspirations, which including... Including, of course, inclusivity and unity, which none of the flags do. Symbolism. The flags, images, icons, colors, and or patterns should relate to what it symbolizes. What, the, what does a leaf relate to? I have no What idea. does a star relate to? I don't know. Uh, symmetry. The design should be symmetrical and mandatory. Symbols, emblems or likenesses that represent only a single community or person, regardless of whether real or stylized, may not be included in a design. So the, the word, the, the instructions are there, and they're, they're, they're quite evident. Don't you dare come up with anything uh, that would be uh, so uh, distinctive that it it would be fated to uh, have excluded something. So you, so for example, you 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 can't have the current one because it doesn't exclude anybody. You've got a you've got a white farmer and a Native American, but what it does in the minds of these people, it somehow has diminished the Native American. I don't know why it diminishes the Native American any more than this poor sap out pushing his hand-pushed tiller in the soil. Right. While the Indian's saying, hey, I'm going for a ride. See you later, D-bag. See you later. <laughs> or I'll see you back at the ranch at 5 o'clock. Right. Maybe they're going to have a beer together. Right. But these people can't think that way because they're so terrified. Mm -hmm. They're so terrified, terrified of their own sense of virtue that they, they, they are handcuffed. They don't. This is what you're left with. Yeah, you're it's, left with nothing, which is the ultimate answer to what they're up to. You're up to nothing because you aren't allowing yourself to have something, because having something is exclusive of something else. How far away are from uh, away are we from changing the United States flag? Stars, stripes. Well, it's already triggering in the failed academy. It's already triggering at Wellesley High School in Massachusetts that you dare not celebrate the United States during a spirit week. I have a great email about that. It's not off topic. Mr. Mayor, I have listened with interest to your discussion of the Massachusetts High School that canceled a USA-themed spirit day. This might be even worse than you and the boys were giving it credit for. How can a nation survive with so much self-loathing that a simple expression of patriotism is viewed as offensive and oppressive? There once was a sense of faith that having an honest pride for our country was a good and important thing. 
I say a sense of faith because that's what I think it was, a shared sense that pride in the nation would build stronger communities, encourage civic engagement, and lead to better governance. Beyond that, there were genuine reasons for pride in the American story. A shared sense is being eroded. It will be nearly impossible to restore it. Why is it important to stand for the national anthem, attend a Memorial Day ceremony, or fly a flag in the yard? Instinctively, we know these things are right, or you could say we have a sense of faith in them. But finding words to explain our reasons to those who disagree is difficult. Matthew Arnold was writing about the loss of religious faith in his poem, Dover Beach, but his words about the sea of faith's melancholy, long, withdrawing roar can equally be applied to the loss of faith in the nation. Today, fewer and fewer people identify at the level of the nation. Some don't see any reason for patriotism. Some don't like the country anyway. And others are distracted by an infinite number of gender and social identities to choose from. As the identities of nationhood, religion, and community are dissolving, newer and more insidious forms of identity have rushed in to take their place. The historian David McCullough described the proudest association in his life as being an American. Can you imagine a public intellectual making a similar comment today? Instead, those who occupy positions in the failed academy are consumed by the attempt to deconstruct the American story into one of oppression, colonization, power, and greed. A shared sense of confidence in that story is the only thing that truly keeps this nation bound together. But now students are so offended by it that our public schools cannot even have a patriotic spirit day. Our far we have, how far we have fallen since Samuel Eliot Morrison's The Oxford History of the American People, until recently a standard history textbook in many universities, described American history as the greatest story ever told. Well, it was all in our hearts once. Signed, John Nelson. What a wonderful, wonderful bit of writing on the part of Mr. Nelson. Thank you. It's just... Uh, it's just truly amazing to watch this deconstruction of the country and then to take it home and bring it home to this r- ridiculous and childish, re- childish replacement of the state seal and flag, which is just absolutely absurd. Where is the adult to say, there aren't stop? Any. They're all too fearful. That's the problem. They're too damn fearful of just what this fellow wrote about. They want to be seen as helpful in deconstructing an evil, powerful, oppressive, well, unfair country. Well, they, there's no responsible opposing viewpoints because they won't allow any. If somebody brings something up, it's the same thing that happened to Joe last week when he was talking to some protesters. They immediately shut you down and threaten violence. They can't have a reasonable debate or discussion. And you know what else? There's no shame anymore. The people in charge of this flag debacle should be ashamed of themselves. You could have gone to any grade school in town and you could have had these six finalists. Mm -hmm. They're, They're nothing. They mean nothing. And they want it to mean nothing because we certainly can't be proud. We certainly can't stand out. 
It's turkey time. Let's go. What do you got? Well, it's Thanksgiving time, and we all know the centerpiece of any Thanksgiving is the turkey. You can still order your fresh, locally sourced turkey from Grunhofer's today. There's time. That's what the copy says. And this is dated Monday. There's still time. Call Grunhofer's. That would be the Hugo store at uh, 651-426-2800. Let them know what size bird you need. They'll make sure your turkey is ready, even for tomorrow. Call them right now. Double smoke, skinless, bone-in ham, the perfect addition to any holiday meal. Order it right now at Hugo, 651-426-2800. And I'm pleased to announce that construction transformation Mm -hmm. continues at the new store in White Bear Lake. You can stay tuned right here for the grand opening date. And you can go to uh, Grunhofer's uh, Facebook and Instagram accounts to keep up with the production of the new store but i'm i'm and as long as you're going to head up to grunhoffers to get the turkey and the ham might as well get the brats you know someone's got to cook something yes. while mom's cooking the turkey yep. mm-hmm. right barefoot in the kitchen you know <laughs> well maybe not that <laughs> while you're far. outside with the grill yeah. you know, she's got the big apron around her you know <laughs> smells good Oh yeah, yeah. The apron or the call? Uh, call Grunhoffers. It's just north of Hugo on Highway 61. There's also a store on in Forest Lake mm-hmm. on Highway 97, 97, immediately east of 35. Call Grunhoffers at 651-426-2800 for your turkey and ham. Hmm. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Positive Wednesday and Thursday brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. Located in Shoreview, 1060 County Road E. Anything you need related to that auto can be had at Schoonover's. Schoonie on the phone. Hi, Mike. Hey, fellas. Uh, GLers really gave to the max last week. That was pretty awesome, Mike. Boy, they sure did. You know, um, a lot to be thankful for here right now. You know, you 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 have a little fundraiser on GL on GL's page, and and people step up, and next thing you know, you got you know over nine thousand dollars donated to a you know our little old uh, foundation. So it's awesome. You know, that's nice and everything. But how many uh, did you actually see an F one car, or, or was your sight line too bad? Oh well, you know, we had a we had a uh, balcony, so we could those little things zipping by but man oh man that is a um i am a new um i'm hooked on f1 that's a pretty cool sport how was the noise was the noise echoing throughout the town it was but it was really cool um we had our we had our sliding glass door open it was a little chilly but uh, we were watching it on tv and you could hear the, the echo going through vegas uh of the cars and then all the helicopters that were covering it plus oh. the, these helicopters it was just really cool. It was it was it was a spectacle. The more you watch and the more deeper you get involved with F1, the angrier you're going to be at F1. Um pursue IndyCar racing uh, because they actually let their people race and they're really good and they're accessible and we can see them as close as Iowa and Wisconsin. We don't have to go to uh, great lengths to see IndyCar racing. It's just as good. And just as interesting. So um, I, I love the fact that you're getting into real racing, Mike. This is awesome. I wasn't diminishing uh, 
the uh, give to the Max Day. I thought that was incredible. I was just well, having a little I, fun with the fact that you were in Vegas. I do want to mention that nine thousand. What was it? Nine thousand one hundred something. Yes. Um, and what what exactly can you use that money for? How's that going to be spent, Mike? So the you know, so the foundation is <clears throat> nine years old now. So we have uh, you know like we have portable beds uh, that, uh, you know, chiropractor beds that we put the kids on. And um, some of that stuff is showing a little wear and tear. You know, uh, we got some equipment that we need to send out and get repaired, uh, especially like the medical stuff, because that stuff we got to send out state. So shipping is rather expensive and having it repaired is expensive. So, you know, we're just going to we're going to try to, uh, you know, we're just going to be really frugal with what we got and, and repair what we can and, and utilize that stuff. But some stuff just needs to be replaced. So, uh, no, no paid staff, nothing like that. Uh, you know, the foundation, um, you know, pays a little storage fee to keep, uh, keep its gear in, in a temperature controlled area. And that's, that's really it. So in the next couple of years, you know, if, if GL keeps helping us out like this and, and, and the word spreads, or continues to spread, I should say, and we get more uh, medical folks involved, uh, you know, maybe then we, we will get bigger and we'll be able to offer more, you know, screenings available throughout the year and throughout the state. Cool. Uh, but we're not there yet, but that'll be, this is, this is really a good jump start. That's just, we're, we're just so thankful and, and really grateful. Yeah, uh, that was really wonderful. I'm really uh, happy. It, it really filled my heart with joy, believe it or not. And I'm not, uh, I'm not, that's not a bit. It really, it was awesome. And GLers yeah. keep in mind, you're going to say something? I was. I, I also wanted to, I also, I, I learned um, through one of the shows the other day, I, I, I think I heard that uh, Rick Welter from Rand Welter Heating oh, right. donated his time to, um, second stork and to play for Patrick and uh, you know, folks uh, being a small business person and being in a family business and, and hearing that and knowing that another small business helped another out in, and, and just said, you know, Hey, take care of these people. I just, that's even more reason to be thankful for. And um, it's, it's just, it's really positive. And I just want to thank Rick and his, his team for, thinking of uh you know rookies foundation and our foundation that's just it's just awesome that's how that family rolls and uh rick would probably be texting me right now and saying they're not a small business they're a really huge business that will fix your <laughs> time uh, you know that's just that's just how they roll and you know he's a a, a good guy just like you and they're a working hard family and uh they understand community involvement and helping out other small businesses so you're spot on Scoot over yeah, body so works. And I will. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kenny. I just got to talk over you because I want. I want to steal. Joe's Go, ahead. Line. So, Go ahead. Uh, Rick and I and other small businesses and other <laughs> other folks around the state. You know, we will continue to work hard because every day is give to the max day in minnesota it really is oh, wow. it really is let's go after them <laughs> there's your out cue right there uh the official body shop of garage logic schoonover body works and auto care find them on the web schoonoverbodyworks.com thank you mike thanks guys thank Happy you thank you see before we get to john and maybe you have this john it's just breaking yep a vehicle trying to enter the u.s yeah. from canada has exploded on the rainbow bridge in niagara falls all entrances to Canada and the U.S. are closed. 
The explosion came from a car that was trying to enter the U.S. from Canada. The terrorism task force is on the scene. They don't know if this was terrorism. They don't know if this was a deliberate act. But uh, everything's closed at Niagara Falls on this, the eve of Thanksgiving. And here's John Height. There is footage, too, available uh, Mm -hmm. online as well. Sorry, Johnny. That's right. Thanks, Joe. Uh, This news brought to you by North American Banking Company. And a little more on that story Joe was just telling you about. A huge explosion reported at the U.S.-Canada border in Niagara Falls after a loud bang forced the bridge to close. Footage from the scene appears to show a car entering the U.S. from Canada via the Rainbow Bridge in Niagara Falls. Shows damage to the checkpoint. Smoke is seen bellowing from the sky along with lots of fire on the ground. Unclear if anybody was injured in the incident at this point. Authorities are investigating. The Niagara International Transportation Technology Coalition shared on social media that a crash reported at 11.51 had closed the bridge. It now appears likely that was not a crash, but an explosion. Meanwhile, an unconfirmed police scanner report said there was a separate bomb threat at nearby Peace Bridge. A dispatcher could be heard saying it looks like there was a vehicle that drove into Rainbow Bridge causing an explosion and that there's a separate threat at the Peace Bridge currently. They have evacuated some of the area around the Rainbow Bridge, uh, taking people out of businesses and homes. In a statement, New York Governor Kathy Hochul said, I've been briefed on the incident and we are closely monitoring the situation. The FBI Buffalo Field Office confirmed it is investigating and working with other law enforcement partners. It said in a statement, the FBI Buffalo Field Office is looking into a vehicle explosion at the Rainbow Bridge. The FBI coordinating with local, state, and federal law enforcement partners in the investigation. A statement continues that this situation right now is very fluid, and that's all we'll say at this time. So I'm sure, as you often say, Joe, we'll learn lots more in the next 24 to 48 hours. Yeah, this is a 48-hour rule on this one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, In local news, uh, as you heard Joe say, panelists have narrowed down the field of submissions for Minnesota's new state flag and seal. The State Emblems Redesign Commission, which is tasked with redesigning the flag and seal, sought to find five finalists for each out of thousands of entries. I have a question. I can't find this answered. The seal goes inside the flag? Is that... The, the, you know the, what I mean? the flag is essentially the the seal and the flag are the same item throughout well, history this, in Minnesota. But the five submissions for the seal are completely different than the six. Submissions then they're going to change the that because the seal has been the state flag only oh, round. So we're doing them both. Yeah, and the seal the ones they got for the seal are much better than any of the flag submissions. Oh. So, Where are you uh, seeing those? I like to see those. Uh, they're yeah. on all the all the stories. Strip, strip yeah. has them on. Yeah, they're they're everywhere. There's one with a loon and trees that I like a lot. Well, but, the one uh, I'm seeing though, it's not a seal. It's just a little ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm bum, you bum. Much. How long have you been waiting for that one? Pretty much the whole show. I think you yeah. used it before the show too. You did I practiced that one? I think you did. You I set practiced. it up nicely. Done. I don't see any seal pictures. I just see flags. Okay. Uh, Anyway, uh, in in other stories, (laughs) Minnesota Minnesota Pollution Control Agency says it's launched an investigation after the discovery of blood and human tissue at an East Metro garbage hauling site. 
You could see little vials where you, when you give blood, according to Michael Reed, the division manager of recycling and energy, also blood-soaked bandages that go beyond staining on the bandages. The Ramsey Washington Recycling Center in Newport processes about 1,200 uh, tons of waste per day. Reed says this past May, workers began seeing a troubling trend. On multiple occasions, they found surgical canisters containing bodily fluids, needles, and syringes holding liquids and human tissue. Very concerning, Reed says. They're concerned about it, and we can do something about it. Infectious disease is, by definition, anything that's capable of transferring infection from animals or humans. He says the facility has been able to track down where some of the waste comes from by interviewing garbage haulers and tracking specific routes. He says that info has been turned over to the MPCA. That agency did release a statement this week, which said in part, it's an ongoing investigation. The MPCA regulates infectious waste and proper disposal for the protection of human health and the environment. I don't, I don't want to get obtuse here, but let's, let's see if we can figure this out. Currently, the state seal is the same as the state flag. The seal yeah. is within the flag, correct. Right. Yeah. Now, are we redesigning a flag and a new seal, or will the new flag also be the seal? There were uh, two separate things that you could send your ideas in for. Mm-hmm. One was the flag and one was the seal. And the, if you go, there's several websites you can see the six flag ideas that they yeah, okay. Yeah, I have those. And those you can were also printed s- today in the Star Tribune. Yep, and you can also find the five seal ones that they approved, which so, are completely different. Okay, and that, from, that's, from that's, that's different than the way we've been doing it for 100-some years. It's, okay. it's different. Got it. An equipment wow. problem at Excel Energy's nuclear power plant near Red Wing is shut down that facility likely until January, causing a three-month outage for one of the utility's biggest power sources. The issue at the Prairie Island plant in Welch has not affected electric service, but it could lead to higher fuel costs that are passed down to Excel's customers on their monthly bills. On October 19th, one of two units at the plant shut itself down after an issue between the turbine and the electric grid, according to Excel spokesman Kevin Koss. The company said repairs are underway as it replaces cablings between the unit and the substation at the plant. You know what? I'd be offended as a Native American to be removed from the flag. Yeah, I, I'm shocked at the tribes. It's just I'm amazing saying, hey, to me. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Just I, absolutely amazing to me. I did go to the members of that commission you were talking about. Yeah. And usually there are two Native American members. Right. Uh, but they, they were not there for this. There were only six members, mm-hmm. uh, none of them Native American. Mm-hmm. So... Six of eight. An exploding population of hard-to-eradicate super pigs in Canada Uh, is threatening to spill south of the border and into states like Minnesota, North Dakota, and Montana. States are trying to take steps to stop the invasion. In Canada, the wild pigs roam Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. They pose a threat, according to the folks there, they're often crossbreeds that combine the survival skills of wild Eurasian boar with the size and high fertility of domestic swine to create what they're calling a super pig that's spreading. Yeah, do they have capes and a big <laughs> SP on their T-shirts? Do we get to shoot them on sight? I yeah, Well, they have ways to get rid of them, as we'll get to in just a minute. Uh, well, they think they do anyway. Ryan Brook, a professor at the University of Saskatchewan and one of Canada's leading authorities, calls feral swine the most invasive animal on the planet and an ecological train wreck. Now, pigs are not native to North America. 
While they've roamed parts of the continent for centuries, Canada's problem date back only to the 1980s, when it encouraged farmers to raise wild boar. The market collapsed after peaking in 2001, and some of the farmers got very frustrated. They just cut their fences, let the animals run free. Turned out the pigs were really good at surviving Canadian winters. Smart, adaptable, and furry, they eat anything, including crops and wildlife. They tear up land rooting for bugs and crops. They spread devastating diseases to hog farms. That means 65% or more of a wild pig population could be killed every year, and it will still increase, Brooks said. Hunting just makes the problem worse. He said the success rate for hunters is only about 2 to 3%. Several states have banned hunting them because the pigs become more wary and nocturnal, so they can't track them down and eradicate them during the daytime. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wild pigs already cause around $2.5 billion in damage to U.S. crops every year. Minnesota, among states trying to prevent the swine from taking hold, the state's Department of Natural Resources is expected to release a report in February identifying gaps in its management plan and recommend new prevention steps. Meanwhile, the U.S. Department of Ag is using aircraft and drones to beef up surveillance along (laughs) the border. Yeah, we'll rely on the government to take care of our problem for us. Have you guys ever seen any of the video, the night vision video of hunters going after the wild boars? Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. There'll be about 30 or so in a field, and you'll line up about four shooters or so. You each pick out a pig, and then there's a three, two one and everybody fires at the same time and then it's complete mayhem with these pigs running everywhere and then it's just bang 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 it's pretty cool it's fun to watch how can a pig be considered destructive of the environment that oh my be- god no, oh. no no let me finish my thought yeah i know where you're going but the the, the it's destructive to the environment only insofar as man is affected you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pigs are part of nature, and so they eat a plant. That's what pigs do. It's it's humankind that finds it destructive to the environment. Yeah, that's uh, that's. Um, I'm not going to jump on that, but they devastate everything in their path. They're like bulldozers. Well, so everything. Goats. They leave wreckage in their wake. They yeah. destroy everything. And all species suffer because of the pigs. But they were doing that before man came along to find that distasteful. Not in Canada and and the United States. Yeah, they weren't here. Yeah, pigs. What are you going to do? And then the new method I've been seeing is a a big circular pen that they elevate somehow. They'll pour out a bunch of corn and get, you know, 20, 30 pigs eaten off of this pile of corn and then pull a switch. The, The pen drops. And then they're all trapped in there, and then they're all running and crashing into the pen trying to get out. It's uh, hijinks at its finest. I'll have a Thank you. I didn't know you had pig music. Big music. Always. Uh, do you know? Does it, Kenny? Do you know? Can you eat these pigs? I don't see they, why not. I don't see why not. It, can you eat be, them wild turkeys? It'd be really good for uh, food shelves. Wild turkeys are delicious. Yeah, we do. got them. Oh, yeah. Minneapolis-based Target is conducting a test in select stores that involves restricting self-checkout lanes to those who buy ten or fewer items. 
A Target spokeswoman said the pilot is to reduce wait times and better understand guest preferences. At the Edina store near the Galleria and Southdale Center on Tuesday evening, one of the two banks of self-checkout kiosks had a sign out front declaring now self-checkout is 10 items or fewer plus smaller signs at each machine reminding shoppers it was an express lane. The self-checkout stations nearest to the grocery section, though, were still unlimited. There were also two staff checkout lanes marked with the express lane, 10 items or fewer. That's always the signage. best when you see the gal with the heaping yes. shopping cart at the self-checkout <laughs> lane. You're going to be here for two and a half hours checking that stuff out. I'm not going to do self-checkout. Oh, it's um, the best. I think we need to send Joe and Matthew out with a camera crew and just kind of watch <laughs> Joe struggle through a self-checkout. That would be What do I do now? Fun. Entertaining. That would be fun. Yeah. But on the rare occasions when I've had to pay with the credit card at a store, I just give it to the clerk and let them put it through the machine. Because mm. I, I, it's a lot. A beyond my comprehension. That, that is just sad. Yeah. That's it sad. really is. I know. Wow. I know it is. It Why is. don't we uh, take a break here and let Joe recover from, you know, and uh, talk to Chris. You know, I don't think that they serve wild pig at 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. But if Hopkins. they did. But if they did, it would be, be the best. really good. I do know that the short rib lasagna is uh, back, uh-huh. along with the short rib pot pie. That is also back. So you know what? When you get sick of turkey and dressing and your family, head to 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. And this is the time of the year, by the way. Get a gift card. For someone, well, that, yeah. that way they can, you know, you, you can give it as a Shave gift. Those bucks right off the top. You know uh, what it is? It's a boom. Rookie, yeah. we discussed this last week. The miso salmon apparently is a big hit at Thirty Bales. I'm sure it is. We it, promoted that last week, and people really love that. So is the swordfish tostada. Excellent dishes. I don't know so, that I've had swordfish. You're not a big fish guy. Not a big fish guy. Salmon, I'll, I'll take a chance on So, 30bales.com. You're hardly taking a chance. Yeah. Salmon's pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, 30bales.com. That's their website. You can see the entire menu for the best scratch kitchen known to man. Uh, place a takeout order and uh, bring the food home for your family where you can put food on your family. Yeah. But please, stop in at 30bales. Please let Todd and the entire crew know that you heard about on the GL podcast. And please help support a great business that's been a proud supporter of the Garage Logic podcast. All right, I'm ready. I'm all hot and bothered, man. Hot and bothered. You know why? Because my heat works properly. And if your heat is working properly when it gets cold, you're a happy camper. You're not going to need Welter Heating at welterheating.com. But if you do, there are 100 years of experience, 100 plus years. There are four generations. That is a complete bonus. They will be available to you. And again, as uh, Mr. Schoonover mentioned earlier, they are very community oriented, a kind family, and they've got certified technicians that will come out to your house, fix your heater, fix your cooling unit, or maybe put it to rest for the season, which I think you should have done already. But if you haven't, give them a buzz. They'll give you tips. When you go to their website, welterheating.com, there's a blog that gives you information on how you can self-fix smaller items. They're not going to say replace your unit on your own. You need a certified tech from Welter to do that. If you call 612-825-6867, a human being answers the phone and will respond to what your request is. Go online to welterheating.com and remember, air condition or heat your shelter with the certified techs from Ray and Welter. Don't forget to tell them the Rook sent you. Oh, it's standby. (laughs) 
It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Uh, I think what I did yesterday was the equivalent of giving it a cookie and sending it away. I gave the plow truck a little gulp of seafoam transtune yesterday. You, know, you want to know why? Just because. Um, well, actually, the truth is it's because I've been spending a little time on seafoamworks.com. Uh, it's an excellent source in the proper use of all the seafoam products. And I was just wandering about the truck and the beating the tranny takes and thought, you know, what the heck? Let's give it a dose or two. It's a miracle drug for your ride. Not only can you use it in your transmission, keep everything uh, working as it should. You can also dose the power steering if that's acting up, kind of hanging up or Doing that thing where it goes, dunk, 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 dunk. you know what I mean. Um, Tranny Tune can help that. Uh, it's a real miracle drug. You can learn all about all of the Seafoam products, all about all of the, yeah, that makes sense, uh, at SeafoamWorks.com. It's an, uh, a place for excellent advice from the experts. The Trans Tune, the Deep Creep, the Engine Tune-Up, it's available where all fine automotive chemicals are sold our own local company with a global reach and a true miracle in the world of bad gas, Seafoam. Now, here's Johnny. Thank you, Kenny. Back to more news. Uh, news, as always, brought to you by North American Banking Company, Garage Logic. On Wednesday, today, uh, we've announced the truce for hostages deal between Israel and Hamas that would bring a four-day halt in fighting in a devastating six-week war win freedom for dozens of hostage hotels in Gaza Strip. It's a, a three-for-one thing. Three, 150 Palestinians will be released. Uh, 50 of the hostages will be released. Uh, Qatar's foreign ministry said it would announce within a day when the clock will start ticking on the truce. Humanitarian aid to besieged Gaza would also increase. The announcement came hours after Israel's cabinet approved the deal. It capped weeks of indirect negotiations between Israel and Hamas. The United States and Egypt involved in stop-and-go talks to free some of the 240 hostages held by Hamas and other militants in Gaza. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office made no mentions of the release of Palestinian prisoners or increased humanitarian aid when it confirmed the cabinet had approved the deal ahead of the cabinet vote, which came after a six-hour meeting stretching into the early morning. Netanyahu said the war against Hamas would resume after the truce expires. Russian President Vladimir Putin said today Moscow is ready to end the war in Ukraine, branding it a tragedy. The Kremlin chief, who sent his troops into Ukraine last February, blamed Vladimir Zelensky for the continued violence. Both sides have lost thousands of soldiers on top of the many civilian deaths in Ukraine. Putin is reportedly poised to use his speech at the upcoming G20 meeting to urge world leaders to work out a strategy for ending the war. In a virtual meeting on Wednesday, the Russian president said military actions are always a tragedy, and of course, we should think about how to stop the tragedy. Kind of tough to trust old Vladdy. Yeah, you're doing it, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> New figures this morning say the number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits fell last week, a sign that the U.S. job market remains resilient despite higher interest rates. The Labor Department reporting that jobless claims dropped by 24,000 to 209,000. The previous week's total 233,000 had been the highest since April. The four-week moving average of claims, which smooths out week-to-week -week volatility, fell by 750 to 220,000. As the Fed raised interest rates, inflation has fallen. In June 2022, consumer prices were up 9.1% from a year earlier. Last month, year-over-year -year inflation down 3.2%, although it remained above the Fed's 2% 
Target. Do you know what the most expensive zip code in Minnesota is? I do not. Why is that a five five three nine one? Do you know what the median list price for a house in Wyzetta is? I'm going to guess it's over $650,000. Anyone else? I'll buy that. $1.7 million. What? Oh, That's the median? And the median square footage is thirty nine sixty three. Holy wow. crap. Okay. Mm-hmm. Holy Did you holy. see the email we received from a GLer earlier in the week talking about um, a guy that discovered that taxes are less in California. Yes. And this guy now actually makes his residence in California yep. so he can save money. Yep. I That's, saw that. That is outrageous. Yeah. John, anything developing on the situation in Niagara? I have seen nothing new. I checked during I, the break. Right. And I didn't I've been that. looking, too. All I right. don't see anything new that Johnny hasn't already all reported. Right. Good news for folks who sell a small number of items online. For the second year in a row, the Internal Revenue Service offered some surprise paperwork reprieves to millions of Americans as tax filing season nears, delaying a new requirement affecting people who sell on eBay, resell concert tickets, or use payment processors like Venmo. For the second straight year, the IRS postponed enforcement of a law that requires those e-commerce and payment platforms to send the agency information about users who receive more than $600 in revenue a year. The old threshold, more than 20 grand in revenue and 200 transactions will remain in effect for tax year 2023. The IRS will begin transitioning toward a new system in tax year 2024. We'll use a $5,000 threshold that year instead of the originally planned $600 threshold. The partnership of Daryl Hall and John Oates has always been an up and down thing, and apparently that continues. Uh, Hall has now taken out a restraining order against John Oates. What? Little information about the lawsuit is publicly available as the court documents are sealed, but based on court records, Hall filed an undisclosed complaint against Oates on November 16th, as well as a motion for a temporary restraining order, as reported by Philadelphia Magazine. The following day, the court officially issued a temporary restraining order to begin November 30th. The Nashville Chancery Court confirmed the existence of the lawsuit to Variety magazine, but wouldn't comment further. But Radar Online reported that Hall and the Daryl Hall Revocable Trust filed the lawsuit against Oates and the John W. Oates TISA Trust. The suit was filed as a contract debt lawsuit. Oates reportedly responded to the lawsuit by filing a verified complaint for preliminary relief through arbitration. Mm. Oates also requested a temporary restraining order. All of this goes before the judge November 30th. Uh, they've always fought, of course, and last year Hall was quoted as saying, you think John Oates is my partner? Well, he's my business partner, but he's not my creative partner. John and I are brothers, but we're not creative brothers. We are business partners. We made records together, but we've always been separate, and that's a really important thing for me and for John. You think he called him John, Johnny, Oats, Oatsy? What was his nickname? Oatsy. Oatsy? Yeah. Okay. Oatsy. <laughs> was Oatsy trying to break into Daryl's house, I wonder? I mean, that's usually what a restraining order is. I think the restraining order, both have filed them. I think it just has to do with the business end that they can't. I uh, see. Thank you, John. Mess with, Did, mess with the whole. Weren't they so. on a tour together not that long yes, ago? Yes, they were. Yeah. They're business partners. I see. They can go on a tour think together. Think of the money they could make together if they just, you know, put the past behind them. Well, and, they made a lot in the 70s. Evidently, the they've, they've felt that they've made enough money at this point, and now they can 
spend the rest of their life bickering. No, they squandered much of it. At, oh. least, at least Oates did. Oh. Yeah. Well, by his own admission, I, I heard him say that. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I don't Daryl's house. I, I don't <laughs> disbelieve. Back. I don't disbelieve you, Joe. I just don't care. No, I understand. It, uh, but you were it the is one who back. brought it up. It is back, Joe. I watched the first three episodes. Oh, already. okay. It is back. Yeah, it's on. It's on YouTube. I see. Places. Well, I don't have YouTube. Now this is where Daryl sure Hall brings yeah, um, musicians into his house and then destroys that musician's songs with his subpar playing. <laughs> and horrible singing. Well, I, I don't even see any ripples band, on the yeah. water. I don't even see any ripples on the water. Yeah, I don't either, as a matter of fact. I have a quiz for all of you. Dang it. Why? How long? <laughs> is, about 12 is inches. going on? <laughs> How long may you keep refrigerated Thanksgiving leftovers? Huh. Call me now. Refrigerator, refrigerate. <laughs> boy, this sounds like I'm doing a. It really does. Hey, hey, what's hey, in Joe's now. wallet? What's in your turkey? I'm going to check my one six four six eight two five five. Line them up. <laughs> how how long might you keep refrigerated Thanksgiving leftovers safe to eat? Yeah, one I week. If I get the time in the temp. I'm going to say five days. Uh, one week. One week. Wait, wait. Go ahead, caller. Oh, hey, uh, you guys are back on the air. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Those John, are the, my favorite. Kenny's got five days. Uh, Rookie's got a week. What I'm going to go say? 10. I'm saying, I'm saying three days for the two. Three days? Um, yeah. Hey, guys, I'm on the air. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go 10. <laughs> You're all wrong. Although John and Kenny came close. It's four days. Four, four days. days. Yeah. Wow. Uh, am I on the air? Yep, right, right here. <laughs> How did you come across this information? I mean, you know, Matt. Which uh, relative handed that one to you? No, I was. How about? <laughs> how about? You know, I was looking through uh, my various websites today, and that just that just caught my attention. Allrecipes.com. Yeah, good, yeah. good stuff, Joe. How about these guys <laughs> that would call us and say? Do you know you're off the air? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're off the air? <laughs> There's lights and sirens and alarms and engineers running around. No, we can didn't I, know that. Can I disclose something in complete confidence with you, my brothers here in GL? You may. Do it. So this had to have been one of my first months on GL. When did you start? What year? About 15 years ago. And... Um, Sirens are going off above Johnny's old desk in the newsroom. Everything, the lights go. And yeah. Weber po pokes his head and, hey, I'll, we'll get it. You guys just, we're good. And I said, looked at Rookie and I said, well, what do we do? And Rookie goes, staring right at Joe and says, don't tell him anything. Just, we're, I'm just going to pretend we're <laughs> yeah. just, just let him keep going. going. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, it's it's much <laughs> easier. <laughs> and he's, my GD taxes. Oh, yeah. I'm calling and talking about my taxes. <laughs> Rookie doesn't even flinch. And just says, don't say anything. Just, just sit right yeah, there. We're, we're act normal. We go off the other side. Act normal. I couldn't hear you when you were doing. How much oh. damage did you do? Oh, a lot. We missed a those days. Damage. That's why he is what he is right now. We, uh, we, need, to, we need to finish, John. Uh, News on a serious note. Oh, uh, Howard's a how, yes, Howard's a very uh, loyal listener, and he writes: I took the opportunity to watch the fall of Minneapolis. Not only is it an impressive piece of work, it's a revelation. Liz Collins, J.C. Chakes, and Josh 
Phelan deserve praise for their work and commendation for bravery in battle with a brazen enemy. I find it courageous. I shared it with my brothers and brothers-in-law, with all of whom I see eye to eye. My very learned brother-in-law observed that it's excellent, but the question is how to get the ones to watch it who really need to see it. His question inspired me so much that I shared it with my union DFL son. Here's what I wrote. I know we don't see eye to eye on politics, but I think we share common ground as far as some of the societal BS that is happening. This is a documentary that was done by a local news outlet about the George Floyd murder uh, incident, he calls it. There are facts that were not permitted to be shown or talked about, and this documentary exposes them. If nothing else, you'll learn the whole story because up until now you haven't been allowed to see it. And then he linked his son to the, uh, to the documentary. Which brings me to the point of this missive. I am challenging GLers to share this documentary with someone with whom they are not on the same page politically, but might have a chance of understanding. This isn't just a story about an unfortunate incident in Minneapolis. This is an object lesson that is universal. If it can happen here, it can happen anywhere. We have an obligation to seek out, share, and defend the truth and justice. Our best, Howard. I watched, uh, I'm 20 minutes in, and then I had to go to a, an event last night, and I did not resume it yet. I'm 20 minutes in, and I'm just at the part where Chauvin shows up. Yep. The first 20 minutes I find disturbing, and I kept saying to myself, boy, if I was Lane or Tower or any of those guys, just let this guy go. He's so messed up. He's really? he, he's he's uh, he's not obeying. He won't do anything. He I'm not done, Chris. No, I'm no, He I'm keeps just... bellowing, and he's just he's just a, a just a, a a horrible mess trying to deal with him. And then I began to think, well, d- they they obviously couldn't let him go. Right. He might have mowed down three kids Correct. on their tricycles crossing the street on Memorial yeah. Day. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. He he was he was uh, uh, unfit to be in, in civil society in these moments. He was messed up either on alcohol or drugs, both. And he would not he would not uh, he was what's the word I want? He was uh, compliant. He was he was not well, even close to compliance. He, he, he wasn't comprehending anything. He, right. Nothing was. They couldn't get through to him. So now I'm going to watch the rest, and uh, uh, if I uh, f- uh, share Howard's, uh, this is Howard Clary's, if I share his sentiments, yeah, I'll bring it up to people who I think would be predisposed to uh, to not uh, watch it. I don't know if any of you, I have watched the whole thing. It's tough to watch, especially when you know what happened af- in the aftermath. But the only thing that, the only conclusion that I drew in regards to Chauvin is this. When he shows up, he's one of the last cops to get there on the scene, right? I thought he was the last. Well, right. Point B, because he arrived with his partner. Right. Point being, your job as a police officer is to de-escalate any situation. And in my opinion, I think Chauvin does the exact opposite. Not saying I'm not saying that he is or is not How responsible. So? What do you mean? Because he instantly tries to get he he instantly appears as though. He's got to be the tough guy on the scene. Do you know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. It's it's and it's so you obviously we we know what happens after the fact watching the video in real time, so we know what the end result is. But it just you kept saying, 
You don't have to be that aggressive, man. And that's that's the conclusion I drew. I remember yelling that at the video I watched of the knee. I kept but yelling, "Get off his, get the, off his neck." The other thing, though, that I will say about Lane, what was it? His it was his first week on the job, right? Why yeah. is he in prison? He said multiple times, "Hey, we should roll him over." Well, by Monday, I'll have my conclusions drawn. But let me just say that if you if you haven't seen the film, just the first 20 minutes alone gives you background you're not aware of. Mm. Yes. Okay. Chris, he was going to be in prison before the trial even started. Yep. The, the verdict was decided yep. before the first gavel was and hit. Kenny, that's the exact thing I said to Joe before the show today. I said, none of these guys had a chance, meaning no. the cops. Not, not no. one of them had a chance at a fair trial. No. But the first and, 20 minutes gives you... An idea, uh, I'm not suggesting anything's justified. I'm merely suggesting to you that the fellow they were dealing with, George, in the in the first 20 minutes, uh, you, you can sense their frustration at uh, how do we handle this big guy? He's not listening to us. He's, he's bellowing. He's weeping. He's not making sense. He, yeah. and, they, uh, and now I understand. You could not take the chance of letting him drive a car. No. Yeah. Even the friends that were in the car with him. Yeah. We're telling him to comply. Right. Just get in the squad. You right. heard the one guy. Just get in the squad or get in the back, I think he said. Just yeah. get in the back. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, man. Yep. It, it really is. Watch. I will have completed it by Monday, and we can talk about but it. But I agree with the email. It. It's a hard watch, but I think it's necessary for mm -hmm. people to watch it. So, but he raises a good point. Um, I, I love Howard. Um, I don't think I'm going to do that, Howard. I... I, I and that's wrong of me because I'm one of the loudest voices on here saying we need to make a difference. Uh, I think Howard's right, but uh, I'm not ready to do that, to get in a fight with family or friends that disagree with me. Well, the test for me would be the CP. I just can't imagine she's going to devote an hour and 20 minutes to this. I was thinking yeah. it might be one of the kids you used to have that might uh, they're, be. They're, uh, they, they're not as far gone as the CP. <laughs> Maybe do it over dinner tomorrow. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, right. Happy over Thanksgiving. Dinner. Yeah. Here's what we're going to yeah. watch before we, we sit eat. down and watch this film. My <laughs> uh, garage door needs work. Maybe I got time now. We got tomorrow off and Friday there off you and go. Saturday. I got to call these people. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. And Western Wisconsin, there's gaps. I noted those yesterday. I told you about those. I want those fixed. I don't know if they can be. And I'm, I'm, you know what else I'm thinking I want? I bet they'll do it. Can you, you can put a weather strip under the garage door so that when it closes, there's even additional ceiling. Yeah. And, and they'll handle that. They handle everything. The openers, the lights, the remote control stuff, the springs and the rollers. I don't need a new door, but they do doors. They do it all. Uh, they're also hiring. If you're looking for a good gig, man, they're looking for garage door technicians. They're looking for garage door installers and warehouse people, and they pay well, and they have great benefits, and they treat their employees fantastically. And I get nothing but compliments about Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. They don't charge more for weekend visits. They tell you what they're doing via text message the whole time they're working on the project. Uh, you can get a hold of them at precisiondoormn.com or call them, 612-263-6985. 
Reavers here once again for my friends at Hofferman Water, an independent water treatment dealer offering sales, service, and rental options for Connecticut water treatment systems, and that includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and of course, drinking water systems. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. It will cut down on your salt usage, but it's also going to protect your appliances, and that's because bad water can affect almost every aspect of your home. I'm not kidding. But once you get that new system from Connecticut and Hofferman, your showers are better. So is your laundry and, of course, your drinking water. So get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today. I had a new Connecticut system installed years ago, and it's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Get on that schedule today, 952-894-4040, or you can visit their website at HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years, Please tell them that you heard about it here on the Garage Logic podcast. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Minnesota Masonic Charities, one of the leading grant makers in the state, donating millions each year impacting education, cancer research, elder care, children's health, and community service. And has been a huge, such a big part of Minnesota history. Now, here's some tid, little tidbit of information for you. Of Minnesota's 87 counties that I don't want Joe to uh, spell out right now, 23 are named after Masons. Hubert Humphrey, Harold Stassen, William and Charles Mayer, they were all Masons. None of them have a county name for them. Uh, they don't, but this is just another, this is like a, this day in history kind of a, a twist of the 56 diners of the, uh, signers of the sec diners, boy, am I in food based or yeah, what? You are. of the 56 signers of the declaration of independence, six were Masons. And why did John Hancock write so large? I don't know. He wanted the king to see his signature without using his spectacles. I see. Yes. Uh, a lot of terms we use every day, like third degree, four square, black ball, all come from Masonic traditions. And if you want to learn more, Such, I know you do, visit the Minnesota Masonic History Center in Bloomington. It's a beautiful campus there. Or if you need to know anything else, go to mnmasoniccharities.org. I think you're wrong. Candy Ohio Mason. Oh, name for yep. Isn't it candy? candy? Oh hi, kids oh, in the hi. <laughs> oh hi. Uh, a note of uh, appreciation for Galen, but you don't hear um, males named Galen much anymore. No, that's kind of. No, I had course. a buddy as a kid. His name was Galen. I can't remember his last name. Joe, I'm a newer listener to the show and was very intrigued by the discussion on cylinder indexes. On last Friday's show, I don't mean to brag, but I have Kenny blown clear out of the water. I'm a 29-year-old farmer agronomist, and my cylinder index is 121. I can't help but be smitten with the styling of the late 60s and early 80s, and I have collected quite a few pickups and recently a 68 Ford Torino Fastback GT. Oh, cool. My friends give me a lot of grief for acquiring new projects before finishing the old ones, but I just can't pass up a good deal. My father taught me that with hard work and excitement to learn and a good shop manual, a guy can accomplish just about anything. 
I hope to have them all done someday, but in the meantime, I enjoy working on them. My first year farming on my own has been more enjoyable with you guys keeping me company in the tractor, pushing back from South Central, South Dakota, Galen. Isn't that something? I hope Galen's counting everything. I would assume all farmers have in the hundreds. Yeah. I would count have. every little cylinder, yeah. Galen. They all count, every every one of them. The, uh, the gendered movement is reached back in time. North Herefordshire Museum in the UK announced that it will heed historical research and reclassify its displays depicting the Roman Empire Elagabalus, mm. identifying the ruler using the pronoun she. The museum, located in London, just about an hour drive north of the English capital, said part of the process to reclassify and identify the historical figure involved classical texts, including one where the emperor is recorded in written word as saying, call me not Lord, for I am a lady. Huh. The BBC reported that a spokesperson for the museum said the institution made the decision to be polite and respectful and to be sensitive to identifying pronouns for people in the past. Hmm. Keith Hoskins, an executive at North Hertz Council, set a silver denarius coin depicting Egala Elagabalus and displayed by the museum as one of the few LGBTQ plus items in the museum's collection. We know that Elagabalus identified as a woman was it, and it was explicit about which pronouns he used. We, we do, huh? We know that? I, I don't know how I you know, know that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he was a controversial figure at the time. Was known to have married the charioteer and former slave Heracles, hmm. who, according to the historical accounts, identified as a male. Uh, according to historians, Egalabalus frequently wore wigs, makeup, and pre be preferred to be called a domina or lady rather than dominus or lord. Well, that sounds like he was fun at parties. University of Birmingham. There is a historic evidence to support stories telling of how Elagabalus offered vast sums of money to any physician who could give them a vagina. Hey, hey, where do you get those? the store half off in one account Tis the season yeah but it's used <laughs> oh, oh okay. my god oh <laughs> yeah in one account told by cassius dio a contemporary of elagabalus the ruler is said to have inquired about the most painful method for removing male genitalia and is said to have offered a male praetorian perfect money to perform the, the prefect money uh, whatever I that means to perform the procedure she just went at it. Well, this is going to hurt a little bit, so yeah. why don't you chew on this belt? <laughs> Bite down hard. <laughs> Used. <laughs> uh, I cracked myself up. they got to reclassify the, uh, the figures. Previously owned. Yeah. Used. Am I on the air? Gently used. 
right. John, did you want to repeat the news you shared during the break about the... Uh, um, sure. Wait, the, wait a second. Well, We're not in a break? You this know what? Cars, <laughs> cars don't explode. 136. Yeah, cars don't explode. So you would assume... I guess we shouldn't. But oh, I, no, authorities have now confirmed. Thing. Authorities yeah, have now two, confirmed. Two people are dead. Uh, they were in the car. Oh. And a, a person who was working at the uh, border crossing uh, has some minor injuries, uh, a sore back and some cuts and abrasions. But there were also multiple explosive devices found detonated inside so the So they'll just car, take the, in, in the, debris of the, the license plate and find out who they are. The uh, If you see the aftermath, it looks like it was a large explosion. Yeah. Uh, if you immediate pictures so right after. the only thing I can't tell and maybe you can Jen I don't know because people are reporting it both was coming from Canada to the US and from US to Canada that's the only part that's I, unclear I read hours. from Canada not sure got it. I read from Canada got it um so all of the crossings are closed yes what about mm -hmm. our southern border that's that's continues to be open all right yeah. only because they come to us all the way from Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, where the traveling Lymans will spend Thanksgiving. It was on this day in 1838. November 22nd. Samuel W. Pond marries, married Cordelia Eggleston within the present-day boundaries of Minneapolis. Why is, why is that noted? I, I, I don't know who they are. I'm who sorry. in the hell are they? Why'd you bring it up? <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> He'll read anything. He'll read anything you put in front of him. Prompter, right. yeah. Well, when they come all the way from Ecuador, you do. Right. On this day, uh, one one two two. 60 years ago today, JFK was shot. From Dallas, mm -hmm. Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson <clears throat> has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th President of the United States. And I'll never believe that a guy with a $29 mail-order rifle did that by himself. There's a, uh, we learned during the break, there's a podcast out called Who Killed JFK? It's by Meathead, um, one of John's uh, liberal heroes, Meathead. Rob, and, Rob Reiner. And, uh, John, you're going to be disappointed to learn that your hero, Meathead, says it is a conspiracy. I think Rob's a fine film director. I, I'm not politically aligned, shall we say, with Rob in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and he is wrong. It was not a conspiracy. I was in history class, and I think the interesting thing about that is that we were actually studying real history. Yeah, it was before oh. social studies. Right. Yeah, um, was first grade. John, he was brilliant in uh, Spinal Tap. Just absolutely oh, he was, brilliant. He was wonderful. Plus, yeah. he directed it. I mean, he directed yeah. the film. Yeah. He directed yeah. When Harry Met Sally. He's directed a lot of good movies. On this yeah. day. It's not bad. 11, 22. In 1870, Gaslight arrived in Minneapolis. Boy, this huh. is some of the weakest this day in history I've ever seen. <laughs> the next one's even worse. On this day. November 22nd. In 1879, Farmington had a major fire. You don't say. Was the guy wearing a blue shirt? For once it wasn't Faribault? 
These are so short, Joe, I don't even have to help you. Are you doing the next three? Oh, okay. well, there's three more. Well, there's more. On this day in 19... 19- <laughs> well, buckle up. On this day in... I hope they get better. On this day in 1950... On November 22nd. To thwart the talents of the Minneapolis Lakers' George Mikan, the Fort Wayne Pistons basketball team... Plays a slowdown game that results in a 19-18 to victory for the Pistons. Their tactic also resulted in the 24-second shot clock, implemented a few... Seasons later. Now, the Pistons, of course, uh, became the Detroit Pistons. 19 to 18? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. On this day... November 22nd. In 1995, a merger of giant railroad companies created the Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railway. The Burlington Northern... Had long been a major railroad in Minnesota, itself the result of mergers between the Great Northern Railway... The Northern Pacific yeah. Railway and, and the Chicago, Burlington, and Quincy Railroad. I'll be damned. What year was that? 1995, I said. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention because, uh, well, you know why. Um, but that's what <laughs> killed a lot of small towns uh, around the Midwest. After that merger happened, they started pulling up uh, rails everywhere, including the one I live in. On this day... November 22nd. In 1996, the movie Jingle All the Way opened. It was produced by and starred Arnold Schwarzenegger. The the film takes place here in Minneapolis, but scenes were shot all around the Twin Cities metro area. Including locations in downtown, in St. Paul, on Harriet Island. Island. And on the Hennepin Avenue Bridge. Okay, thank you. So I gave Arnold the finger during that. Atta boy. Um, I was in downtown St. Paul. They were holding up traffic, and I was first in line. And I could see, uh, I watched him walking towards um, a big uh, SUV. Wait, yeah. you're, you're reading my mind. Did he have a Hummer in that movie? Uh, he, this was not during shooting. This was after or before shooting. I saw them downtown doing this. Yeah, and he was holding up traffic, and everybody was PO'd, and uh, I saw him, I yelled at him, I gave him the finger, uh, and it was a very proud day in, in my life. I did the same for Bill Clinton in downtown Minneapolis. <laughs> Say, right now through Sunday, you can get 15% off all GarageLogic merchandise. You don't! Tell me. It's available at garagelogic.com, like this thing, mm-hmm. you know, and other things, hats and all kinds of neat stuff. So if you've got a GLer, get your yeah, shopping done early. Well, it's Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, through Sunday night, uh, 15% off on GarageLogic merchandise. You know what else I just realized? Mm-hmm. 10 years from right now, mm-hmm. the date will be 112233. Wow. On this day. One, one, two, two, three, three. Yeah. None of us will be here. Not a, not a no, chance in hell. <laughs> we'll still be here promoting. Oh, you're right. It'll be 33, 2033. Yeah, that's right. I'll be long gone. We'll, we'll be saying happy Thanksgiving, we'll say, GLers. We'll remember see you 10 years ago on the show when Kenny said he wouldn't be here? Well, ladies and gentlemen, here he is. <laughs> you can all just go to hell. <laughs> you dumb bitches. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. That's right. (laughs)